the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Your neighbor and say he's God by himself. <laughs> you see, what, what worship and praise with understanding does is that it shifts your focus. It moves you from the realm where you see impossibilities to a realm where all things are possible. How many of you can sense possibilities? <laughs> this is a time that you have to really, really learn how to worship God. Because the times we live in, if your spirit is not strong, <laughs> you can easily give up and die. Yeah. I was speaking to a clinical psychologist this week, and she was telling me the number of people are reporting to her. When we learn to worship, when we learn to praise, the presence of God becomes our natural habitation. It becomes what? It becomes our natural habitation. And people no longer see that we are even like them. You begin to function on a different plane altogether. Amen. So this week we set in some time aside and we just come and we worship and we celebrate God. That's why we are doing this three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you to be part of it. Be part of it. Be part of it. You have to learn how to plug into supernatural power. You have to learn how to plug into supernatural power. Because it's at work in you. The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that is at work in you. You, you can meet somebody who is frustrated and talking down and, I mean, just walking in sorrow and pain because he says the light is off. Meanwhile, the light has been on since and he has not connected to it. Light is on since. Life in Christ is a life of victory regardless of the challenges around. Are you hearing me now? <laughs> David, who experienced challenges like David? Nobody. Nobody. Right from infancy, from the time he was born to the time he was died, he was raised in rejection, lived a life of war, and then died. But by the time he was dying, the Bible said he died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. What was the secret? One, he knew how to plug in. He knew how to plug in. David knew how to plug in. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Psalm 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. Somebody say, I will bless the Lord at all times. Give me Psalm 34. Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. Because I'm not working with notes, you guys. <laughs> the note is not uh, in use today. We are closing the service. After all, that's what we've been teaching. Yeah. Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. 
and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Is it possible to praise God every day? Yes, David said that. His praise shall continually be what? In my mouth. His praise shall continue. I will bless the Lord at all. At all. At all. When the dollar is low. When the dollar is very good. (laughs) I will bless the Lord at all times. That's supernatural living. The supernatural life is not lived circumstantially. It's not lived what? It's not lived circumstantially. The reason why a lot of us don't see God's power in our lives is because we live our lives based on the circumstances at the time. When things are fine, we are committed. When things are fine, we give. When things are fine, we sing and we praise. But this life is a life that works only consistently. Consistently. The Bible says, For while we look not at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For our life affliction, which is but for a moment... Worked for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Our, his praise shall continually be my It's your choice, though. Do you know that? A lifestyle of praise and gratitude is a choice. All of these things we have taught, we have taught. That's why I'm not even in a hurry to uh, add whatever I was going to teach. Because we have taught it, uh, but some of you are still not leaving it. Because it's your choice. You have to make a choice. David said, I will bless the Lord. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Some of you radio stations, what they say there is on your mouth every day. Yeah. That's why you are getting what you are saying. His praise shall continually. In other words, I will speak nothing but things that will bring glory to him. I like it when the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians, it says, whatsoever you do, whether in life, do it to the glory of God. What you are saying, if it's not bringing glory to God, forget it. Forget it. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. You know, psychologists have just discovered that a life of thanksgiving is a booster to the immune system. That is, health science has just discovered that. When you are grateful, your immune system is boosted. A lifestyle of gratitude. That's on the natural side. Besides the supernatural benefit of thanksgiving, when I sat down yesterday and I was typing what I should be sharing with you, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit kept giving one point after the other, several of them, on what happens when you are grateful, when you live a life of thanksgiving as a matter of choice and as a way of life. In the book of Habakkuk chapter 3, let me show you something. I preached this when I was a student in tech, the yet praise. Yet praise. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 18. It said, although the fig tree shall not blossom. <laughs> although. Somebody say, Although. Yeah, because most of the time, when we call for meetings like this, people are asking. You see, whatever God could have given you from January till now, I believe he can give it to you even in one week. But you see, you have already written it off. Whatever God will do, if you couldn't use 11 months to do it, it's too late. And so you have quenched your faith and you have placed your faith on the shelf. The mercy of God works for us, but the thing which makes God work as though he was at your mercy is faith. The mercy of God can come through for you. But there is something that can make God work for you as though he was at your mercy. You understand what I'm saying? That's faith. When faith is on the line, God cannot say no. He has to respond. Although the fig tree shall not blossom. He said, neither shall fruit be in the... Say it. Everything he's saying is negative here. The fig tree shall not blossom. There will be no fruit in the barn. The labor of the olive shall fit. The fish shall eat no meat. And the flock shall be cut off from the fold. There shall be no head in the star. 
Yet he says, yet, 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 I will. Somebody say, I will. Yet I will. You see, the praising saint is the saint Satan fears most. The praising saint. Satan fears him. He dreads him. Because every time an atmosphere of praise and worship is cultivated, it's not the time you will fight against uh, a bind you. No, 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 no. Some of your prayers are too full of bind and curse and loose. I do less of those things. Unless I'm engaged in spiritual warfare for church growth. That's where I'll build my church, the gates of hell. But my personal life, no, 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 no. There's an atmosphere you create that it magnetizes good things and cast away negative things away from you. In the book of Psalm 114, verse 1 to 4, the Bible says, when Israel came out of Egypt, Judah was a sanctuary. Give me that text and then I'll close. He said, Psalm 114, verse 1 to, I think, 5 or 7. He said, when Israel went out of Egypt, how many of you have read that account? If you've not read it, you may have watched it. When Israel went out of Egypt, when they were coming out of Egypt, the psalmist prophetically was giving us an insight of what happened. He said, when Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob out of a people of a strange language, he said, Judah was his sanctuary. Judah in Hebrew means praise. Judah was his sanctuary. And Israel was his dominion. He said, when the sea saw it, it fled. The sea saw it. So when you saw that Moses... Before Moses actually lifted up his hand, the sea was already parted. God just asked him to lift up. For Moses just saw it when he lifted up, but it had already parted. He said, the Bible said the sea saw it and fled. We read it and it says that the sea was parted into two. No, the sea fled. That's what the Bible is saying here. He said Jordan was driven aback. You remember the account of Jordan? When they stepped in and then they had to cross. How many of you remember that account? You see, he has just summarized a lot of the New Testament account. He said, Jordan was driven aback. Then he says, the mountains skip like rams and the little hills like lambs. He says, verse 5, he said, I was in amazement. So I asked, what ill at thee, O thou see that thou fledest? Where are you going to? Then he said, Jordan, that thou was driven back. Ye hills that you are skipping like rams. Then he goes on to establish, verse 7. He said, tremble thou, O earth, at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord. And this is not just the natural presence. The kind of presence that can invade the prison and chains are broken is not natural presence. It's not universal presence. It's a presence that is invoked. That is what Paul and Silas did in their prison. Listen. I know you are going through challenges. <laughs> but God is not ignorant of the challenges you are going through. He does not respond to challenges. He responds to obedience to his word in faith. That's what God responds to. Please hear me here. God does not respond to challenges. If God responded to challenges, 400 years plus was too much for his people to be in captivity. Israel was in servitude. God himself spoke. He said, you are going to be in servitude for 400 years. They spent 430 years in captivity. And they were there. It wasn't as if God had not seen it. But there was something God wanted them to do. And until that was done, he never responded. He knows what you are going through. He knows everything. But he's waiting for you to do what he has said you should do. And then you get him on the scene. I see him step on the scene for you. Amen. 
So please, what has just happened here, don't let it stay here. You see, sometimes when we come to church and uh, the corporate anointing and the corporate presence brings, listen, we just go and we just walk out of it. You can enter your office Monday morning and the first person you meet brings you something else. By the time you realize the whole week has been messed up for you. Learn how to cultivate God's presence and learn how to retain God's presence. Did you hear what I said? Learn how to cultivate God's presence and learn how to retain it. Retain it. Retain it. I was speaking to somebody, I think about two weeks ago, and he was telling me about some things he's dealing with. And Pastor James, while he was talking, eh, all the emotional problems he was talking about having, those were problems I have had for the past three weeks. I've had them seriously for the past three weeks. I have had those emotional roller coasters. And I'm laughing and I'm dancing and I'm singing. I was just wondering, what's the difference between me and this person? The difference is what I know. Yeah, the, the difference is what I know. The Bible said, you worship what you know not of. The difference is what the people who do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You see, when trying times comes, that's when we see people who know God. It's not, it's not, uh, listen, this Christianity, if everything is normal and we are all going through, there's no difference between those who know God and those who don't know God. But it is real challenging times like this that a true Christian is known. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations and trials. <laughs> now those who can laugh in the midst of storms, others cry in the midst of storms. The difference is their understanding in their relationship with God. You have no excuse to be hopeless. Oh. No, 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 no. You don't have excuse to be hopeless. One of the things that keeps you hopeful, super hopeful. You know, when Ghana Blasters was playing the last time, when they scored the second goal, all right? The moment they scored the second goal, all of a sudden, you see excitement. Why? Because hope was alive. When you meet people who are excited, they are hopeful people. When excitement praise leaves your spirit, your hope, Satan is after your hope. And when he gets your hope, you are gone. When your hope is gone, your life is gone. A hopeless person cannot be helped by God. David said, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. I shall yet praise him. Why art thou cast down? Hope thou in God. We demonstrate our hope, our confidence in God in our praise. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience after you have done the will. That is Hebrew chapter 30, verse 35. Cast it not away. Tell to your neighbor, say, Cast not your confidence away. <laughs> you have to keep your hope alive under any circumstance. Unbelievers are people without hope. The Bible says that in Ephesians chapter 2, it says, You were without hope. You were without hope. So now that Christ is in your life, you are super hopeful. Paul was speaking. He said, if it is only in this life we have hope, then we are miserable. We are miserable. This week I was just uh, listening to some series of teaching on Peter and I was just getting excited as I listened because it's a book that was written to people who were facing trying times, challenging times. And the man kept on telling them, he said, you have been gotten again to a lively hope. Hope that is alive. Hope that goes beyond government promises. Hope that can endure when IMF uh, challenges are all over. Hope. 
It goes beyond dollar and uh, improvement or uh, this organization. Listen, I'm calling you to live the supernatural life now. Yeah, I'm calling you to live the supernatural life now. Because if you continue to live on this natural plane, I can't promise you anything better in the natural plane, honestly. Because no government has the power to promise. But when the prophet appeared on the scene, there was great farming, serious farming, serious farming, serious farming. And people were just boiling their children and eating them up. We thank God we've not reached there. We've not reached there. Boil their children. Today is your turn. Bring your child. Chop him up. And people were omnivores became carnivores all of a sudden. Carnivores to the worst degree of eating up human beings and their own children for that matter. It's easy to eat somebody's child by your own child. Chop him up and eat the child. That's what I was telling you that there's no new thing under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. That's what the Bible says. Whatever was written aforetime was written for our learning so that through them we have hope and confidence in this life. Turn to somebody and say, I have confidence in God. My hope is in God. And the way to know that that hope is still intact, stay in worship. Stay in worship. Stay in worship. Stay in worship. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. May the Lord help you this morning. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. You are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no, no, no.